You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update Podcast. From one patriotic South African to another one, this time the South African is sitting in Davos uh, at the World Economic Forum. I'm, of course, referring to the president of Business Unity South Africa, uh, Mr. Bonang Mohale, uh, who's going to give us a sense of what's happening at uh, WEF and how this is unfolding. Uh, good evening, Mr. Mohale. Uh, thanks for taking the time. I know it is uh, quite a busy uh, agenda and quite a busy schedule that you are uh, on this week, and thanks for uh, taking the time to speak to us. Let's get straight into it. How are, how was day one and two of uh, the forum? What's the mood like? What is the sentiment like? Uh, we know that there's been a big focus on rebuilding trust. Uh, has that uh, been sort of the, the, the sense that you've been getting uh, from uh, what's happening on the ground? So I'm wearing the hat of the chairman of the Bidvest Group Limited and the immediate past president of Busa. Day one uh, went well. Day two, we are still in the throes of it. So uh, excuse my being out of breath. I've just snuck out of a session that started at, at five o'clock. So for me, just just the day before the start of the World Economic Forum, It was interesting that the Ukrainian president, Vladimir Zelensky, announced the commencement of talks here in Davos on a 10-point peace plan that has been promoting for an end to the Russian war of aggression against Ukraine. So this 15th to the 19th of January week, we are seeing over 2,800 leaders, 60 heads of state. 40 foreign ministers, more than 350 general government, central bank governors, and public servants, alongside 1,600 business leaders, academics, civil society, and youth from 120 countries, all convening for the 54th annual World Economic Forum meeting here in the Swiss ski resort town of Davos Cloisters in Switzerland. I think you're absolutely correct um, about the theme of rebuilding trust. But this meeting takes place against the most complicated geopolitical and geoeconomic backdrop of the last few decades with, as your last speaker just said, elections taking place in over 50 countries just this year, including in the USA, India, 15 African countries, including our very own South Africa. This represents a quarter of the 8 billion global population. So understandably, there's a lot hanging on the World Economic Forum's stated mission of improving the state of the world. So these global challenges for me, underscore the necessity of international collaboration in tackling, amongst others, humanitarian, climate, social, but also economic challenges, encapsulated by this year's theme, and in particular the four um, tracks being achieving security and cooperation in a fractured world. Second being creating growth and jobs for a new era. The third is artificial intelligence as a driving force for the economy and society. And the last one being a long-term strategy for climate, nature, and energy, my dear brother. 
Mr. Mahal, it sounds like you have your hands full uh, with all of the conversations that are being discussed. And I wonder, with all of the uh, geopolitical conversations that are being had, are the, are the difficult conversations being had around uh, the wars, around the need for peace, around the, the collaboration? Because we can want to establish trust globally. We can want to have uh, trust rebuilt. But unless we end the conflicts, it's going to be very difficult for us to move forward are we are, are you getting a sense that the players that are there that are present are all on the same page around wanting to see all of these conflicts come to an end so with just 40 percent of the meeting gone this year's meeting i think it's 10 percent more than the same period last year so you have absolutely correct so with the world still reeling from the pandemic and the economic woes of the past three years. And now confronted with these raging and unfolding wars in many parts of the world, these global leaders are seeking long-lasting solutions to, amongst others, the rise of global trade tensions, technology wars, growing inequality, disinformation is a big thing, extreme weather events, climate change, as the major threats, but also escalating geopolitical tensions, evolving economic policies, and how do we, in the short term, build sustainability so that we can achieve this notion of long-term resilience. But issues of protectionism, nationalist policies, the rise of populism, and rapid technological advancements. So for me, this meeting is addressing the most critical issues today and for the future. To address these global challenges, I think the World Economic Forum of necessity had to forge partnerships with numerous international organizations and companies, focusing this year on projects, not just talk shop, related to creating resilience for future generations reimagining globalization rewiring artificial intelligence i think 30 35% of our conversation the whole week is going to be taken by ai guiding the green transition and addressing power gaps as well as economic inclusivity some of the uh, partners that uh, have been brought on board it's change makers from the forums, communities of global shapers, but also young global leaders. Of course, the Schwab Foundation for Entrepreneurship is here. And all of them are key experts and civil society leaders that are coming together, coalescing and contributing to building new ideas and partnerships to improve outcomes for people, for economies, but most importantly, for the planet. Because it's not so much that we have inherited this world from our forebears as we borrowed it from our children. Therefore, it behooves us to live it in a state that is substantially better than we found it in. Back to you, my brother.
Prof Mahale, before I let you go, um, how do we then position businesses in South Africa? How do we position South Africa as a country to make the most of this? I mean, we've seen uh, a lot of conversations around uh, the, the topics that are that are mentioned, around creating jobs, around uh, climate change. But if we look at the unemployment statistics in South Africa, those are something we'd have to get into in a whole other conversation. But what do businesses do and what do other stakeholders do that are not in Davos so that we can ensure that South Africa is repositioned to be the leader on the continent that we are known to be. You, you, again, you're absolutely spot on. So this is probably the most difficult year in which to sell South Africa. This is my 21st uh, World Economic Forum in Davos, and it has never been as dark for the world. Now, if you have to translate it back home to South Africa, I think we are on fire. All of our problems being self-inflicted. So we have energy crisis, we call it load shedding, water crisis, but also the lack of law and order safety and security. How in that environment do you say we are open for business and still be believable? So we thought, let's show up with the help of, amongst others, Brand SA, some key CEOs that have said, you know, we're going to invest the time, energy, and effort. Because in leadership, it's not so much that you have dropped the ball. It's the speed with which you pick up these dropped balls. Because there was a time when the Africa Day, and we are going there tonight at about 8 um, p.m. Switzerland time, it used to be standing room only. And then at around 15 years into this, and we started losing our shine and relevance. Now we are rebuilding. I think there's a lot of interest. If you haven't confirmed your attendance tonight, you are unlikely uh, to get in. And our message is really going to be simple. We used to be the gateway to Africa, 1.3 billion people, um, 55 African countries, uh, 54 of whom are absolutely sovereign that speak 3,000 languages with a continental GDP of 3.4 trillion US dollars. The biggest economy used to be us. Now it is Nigeria at 488 billion US dollars, followed by Egypt at about 350, and then South Africa, let's say about 430 billion. But this South African economy should have been 20% bigger if we didn't spend the last 16 years without um, electricity because power, energy in general, is the fourth means of production after land being the primary means uh, of production. And lastly, you know, the investors that we are hoping to convince, but also the rating agencies that we want to reverse our sub-investment status called junk status, they're only looking for four things. It is fiscal economic, institutional strength and susceptibility to major risk events. And I think a lot of us are not paying enough attention as to how we can practically have a full appreciation of what it means to not be susceptible to major risk events. I mean, the floods in KwaZulu-Natal, 
the fires that you see, the droughts that we saw leading to day zero um, in the Western Cape, for instance, all of them could have been avoidable had we just done the simple thing of investing in planned and preventative maintenance uh, on and, and on service delivery. So as we prepare to go to our elections, uh, probably around May when the president um, uh, promulgates the date of the election. I think as business, we need to stop just investing in those political parties commensurate to their representation. We need to be saying, can we invest in those parties that commit to no more than five things? Number one being transformation. This economy must look like us. Number two, ethical leadership. Number three, good governance. But also number four, just service delivered. Do what you are paid to do. And then lastly, law and order, safety and security, so that the women on, of Africa, little girls, my two daughters, can feel safe at midnight to walk to an ATM machi machine with a Maltese poodle, withdraw money, and make it safely walking home, not even driving home. At the moment, it is a mirage, a pipe dream, my brother. A pipe dream that government certainly needs to address and business is doing their part and we'll have to leave it at that. Uh, that that's Professor Bonang Mohale who wears many, many hats. Uh, the president uh, of the Business Unity South Africa organization but also the chairman of the Bidvis Group, an author and many, many other professions uh, on a day-to-day. -day. Thanks so much, uh, sir. And that was uh, an update from the World Economic Forum on what South Africa needs to do to claim back its top spot. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update podcast, uploaded weekdays at 7 p.m. For more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.